Has your local footy club had a recent clangor or challenge? Well, Amy is here to help. The Amy Clangers for Good competition is back for 2024. This year, Amy are donating $10 for every clangor recorded during the AFL season with eight community clubs in the chance to win up to $15,000. If you want your club to go into the running in 100 words or less, tell us how Amy can help your club bounce back from a recent challenge. Enter now at amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. That's amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. T's and C's apply. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. What an absolute pleasure I have today in introducing my guest. 216 game, 107 goal, absolute champion on and off the field, Callum Ward. How's it going, mate? Mate, going very well. Great to be a part of your show. It's, uh, it's about time you called me up. Um, it's great to be here. Yeah, fantastic, mate. As I said, I've, I've always wanted to get you on the show, mate. But, you know, there's a, there's a big waiting list. Um, it's not just a small podcast anymore. We've gone um, multinational, uh, listeners all over the world. So as you can understand, you've had to wait your turn. But thank you for being patient with me. Can I just jump in here? Remember that time we went to Byron Bay last year, last off season? How could I forget? And you spoke about your dreams and your hopes of starting your own podcast. You yeah, had it in your mind for a while. Yeah. And anyway, my beautiful wife, Ruby, and I helped you design the way your podcast is going to look. And you said, you know, thanks so much for your help. A few bits later, you said, thanks so much for your help. I can't wait to get you on. You're going to be my first guest because you've helped me so much to, to, to start this podcast and my dreams. And here we are. What am I? You're ninth, tenth? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. <laughs> Oh, the 13th, Lucky number yes, 13. 13! 13! <laughs> Can you believe it? So anyway, just, but just, as you know, just mate, mate, I'm, I'm not the best on the beers. A couple of beers down, that is yeah, that true. is normally my limit. So That's that um, does. Speaking of beers, have you ever heard of Noble Boy? Of what? Noble Boy. No, I've never, oh, wow. <laughs> I've never heard of that one, no. Hey, Jay. Yeah, Dylan. Did you hear about that new beer, Noble Boy? To right, I've heard about that new beer, Noble Boy. You're not talking about the one that's born in Fitzroy amongst five mates and they love sharing a bloody good time together? Yeah, that one. Yeah, well what about it? I like it. And it's good to get a six pack with your mates if you're over 18 and have one each. Sounds terrific. What I want to know is, where can I get myself some? Your local Dan Murphy's or the Napier Hotel in Fitzroy. Ah, well I tell you what Dylan, I'll be sure to call into both places and uh, tuck into a couple of quiet, nice, cold, noble boys when I get the opportunity. Oh, yeah, and Jake. Yeah, Dylan. Treat responsibly. Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, noble boy. I have to try one of those. 
<laughs> so, mate, it's an interesting story. Uh, drafted as a 17-year-old out of Spotswood, uh, God's country for all those playing home. Beautiful spot there out in the West. Uh, played with the Western Jets, then on to the Bulldogs. Bit of a home hero. Yeah, you could say that. Um, obviously, Spotswood is a place I grew up in, a place that I still love now. I've got a lot of mates that still play at Spotswood Football Club. Yep, yellow and green. Good old dinky dye, yellow and green, um, with the gold, v- uh, yeah, the gold V at the front. Great football club, great part of the world, and um, I've got all my family that still live in Spotswood Yarraville area, so I get down there a fair bit. Great spot. And uh, Basher Hooley? Basher Hooley grew up in Altona North and played, played at Spotswood. Yep. He was a few years older than me, um, so I didn't play. I only played one game with him on a 14 when I played as okay. a top-up in the final. Yeah, right. But uh, Basher, Basher was a, he's a really, really good man, Bash. He is. And, jeez, uh, mate, as a young age, obviously, your future was looking very bright. Um, what happened? When, it's, when it is looking bright... You need sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do need and that's sunglasses. When our good friends at Rick's Eyewear come oh, in. Oh, I love Rick's Eyewear. Because Rick, Rick's Eyewear, you've got the polarised sunnies. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, great for the eyes and great for when, the, when your future is really bright. Cue the ad. We are five minutes in the podcast and we've had two <laughs> Hey, Jake. Yeah, Dylan, what's up, man? Do you like the sunshine? Yeah, man. How cool is the bloody sunshine and going to the beach? Yeah, it's great. But you know what isn't great? Oh, what is it now, Dylan? Sun damaged eyes. Ah, shit, you're right. That's terrible. But how can we fix it and look cool at the same time? Rick's Eyewear. Rick's? What the Rick's is that? Yeah, it's my favourite pair of sunnies. And they're polarised, so they're good for your eyes too. Many Hollywood celebrities have been seen wearing them, including Emily Ratatowski, Chris Hemsworth, Jessica Alba and Odell Beckham. Wow, that's off the Rexer scale. Will I look as sexy as them wearing them? Probably not. Oh, shit. Where can I get a pair at least? Rick's Eyewear on Instagram is your best bet. They have an online store which is super cool and easy to use. That's Rick's Eyewear on Instagram. Head to their Instagram and you'll find the link there. Wow, that sounds pretty bloody awesome. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> what? Want to treat myself to some of those noble boys? <laughs> oh yeah, how'd you go? Delicious. Oh, I told you. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Got all the ads out of the way, um, mate. So speaking of, of Rick, so you obviously you donned the Ricks uh, at AFLX recently. I did. Um, how was that? Like, obviously, you weren't picked. Um, straight away. <laughs> uh, how was the whole experience, or how was dining there, Ricks? Uh, no, probably how was a part of like not getting picked, not getting picked. and then getting picked. Well, you know what? At the end, before before because I felt I was sort of in the they, same boat as well. <laughs> before they held the draft, um, Paul Connors, who's my play manager, Paul, um, pretty much adopted man, a team with Patrick Dangerfield and Luke Hodge. Bit of carry on by Paul Connors. Oh, mate, like car- massive carry on, massive carry on. What play was he? On. That was yeah. embarrassing by Paul. Anyway, he said before the draft, you're going to be in Danger's team. Danger wants you. Like, he's going to draft us. Yeah. So I, I knew I was playing. Okay. Well, I thought I knew I was playing, right? <laughs> draft came around. Cogs, Witters, Phil, uh, and that's and Jezza were Jez. all picked up. Mm-hmm. And as you know, in AFLX, you can only have four at each club picked up. So... Mm. My time was up, so <laughs> I realised at that point I'm not getting drafted. I'm not playing AFLX, and then so you were sixth, Beth. I was Beth. S- well fifth or sixth, yeah. yeah. And I then must have been seventh. You <laughs> <laughs> and then um, anyway, Jezza pulled out with a quad yep. and enters Ward. So 
my time to shine. Was there and ready for the take. And so you I, took it. I took it. And, mate, I was sort of disappointed you didn't come to me in that period because, you know, I've got a lot of experience in being, A, emergency, mm-hmm. two, left out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever feeling down in those sort of periods, just let me know and I can definitely help you with some strategies. Okay. Next that. time. Yeah, next time. Um, mate, taking you back to the start, if you don't mind, being drafted as a 17-year-old, still being at school, um, it's incredible because it doesn't happen anymore. Um, How do you manage that, you know? Year 12, being the academic you are, um, managing school and footy. Yeah, so um, in all honesty, school was my you know, my first priority. So that was my number one thing. And, and the Western boys were really good with that. They they were always like, just, just make sure you get your schooling done. If you've got class that you know, overlaps training or meeting, just, get, just make sure you go to class. So yeah. <clears throat> um, school was pretty much full-time, 9 till 3.30 every day. Um, and other than that, I just trained it. Williamstown VFL and uh, at the dogs when I could. So in the school holidays, I used to um, I used to be full time with the dogs and yeah, it worked. It worked pretty well. So that was when you were at the dogs, though, because Leon Cameron was at the dogs and he was pretty much your two IC, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was the midfield coach and he pretty much um, did all your training with you in the holidays. Yeah. So you know, in the holidays, I used to train with the with the dogs. So that was with with Rocket, all the coaches, the whole playing group. Rocket. But, yes. Um, after school. Um, I think it was once or twice a week I used to go to the club and train with Leon one on one so he used to take me through like a nightmare session nice one on one for 45 minutes um, which was tough but yeah we did that for the whole for the whole schooling year yeah right um, yeah that would have been fun nope <laughs> mate there's murmurs back at school that um, quite honestly you uh, you really just got pushed through um, VCE um, got it handed to you on a platter because um, one of your teachers that was high up was a, a huge a huge doggy supporter is that true or false yeah i mean i'm not going to deny that um and I, I know exactly who you're talking about um she was the year 12 coordinator um but you know what i was i was helped through my year 12 year but um i i, I did i did turn up every day yes um i did it's the hardest part sometimes i my commitment to school was was high um and i wanted to pass year 12 and that's what i did so what have you got for that, big man? Well, <laughs> um, so at, at your school, um, there wasn't a, a strict code on uniforms. And this is, I, I already, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard dogs tracksuit, as in the Western Bulldogs, was worn quite frequently. Yeah. I don't want to say it was pretty much Monday through to Friday. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's, let's put it this way. I was the only AFL footballer still in school in my year level. <laughs> in Probably any Australia. year level in Australia. Yeah. So at the time I thought, why not make the most of this and turn up to school in my Bulldog shorts or my Bulldogs trackies and who cares, you know, like make yeah, exactly. the most of it, you know, show the world how proud I am to be playing AFL football. Yeah. And that's what I did. <laughs> not every day. So I think you're blowing out a little bit, but I did it quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's incredible. Um, oh, look, I probably was, I would have done the same. Didn't have a uniform, but um, yeah, uh, baffling. Um, so you played a few years there, mate. You played a few years there. Debuted obviously in your first year. Played a couple games. Got injured, but then later on you started playing some finals in a pretty successful team. Yeah. So the four years I was with the Dogs, uh, my first year there, I played. I think I played the last three rounds of the season, then got dropped for the finals. Yep. Um, so I didn't play in the finals that year. And then the next two we played in prelims as well, and I played in both of those prelims. Yeah, huge. And what was it like? Obviously, at a young age, then you probably you hear a lot about young guys when they play finals early in their career. They say that they probably take it for granted. 
Was yeah, that your case? It's funny looking back, I probably did, yeah. yeah. At the time, I was just so excited to be playing AFL football and even losing the prelim final. I remember after, I think it was our second year, we, yeah, I think it was our second year, we lost the prelim final. Uh, and they made a rule that no one could drink or you know go out after that, and it was the end of the season. So, mm. and because I was young, and I thought we'll just make a prelim again next year, you know, playing yeah, yeah. granny maybe next year. I, I ended up going out and drinking because I was I just wanted to do that. I didn't really yeah. I, not not that I didn't care, but I didn't understand the um, the seriousness of how far we'd come and how hard it is to make it that far. Yeah. Um, Rocket E, you touched on him earlier. A lot of stories that you hear from uh, outside of the Western Bulldogs and wherever he's been. Um, can't remember where else, but uh, apparently he's pretty crazy. Yeah, what, he is. Do you know? Do you remember any good stories of sprays that he gave any of the old boys, Chris Grant, um, alike? Do you um, do you beep out swear words? Yeah. 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 Um, well, there was one one um, goey out of me. Um, it was in my first year. I think it was in my second game ever of AFL <laughs> footy. Um, and we'd come in at halftime, and I remember I was laying on the floor with my legs up on the wall. Shaking my legs out. I'm thinking I'm like going it. okay. You like know, I'm in my I'm in my second year. I probably had about four positions up to half time, which is pretty good, you know, second Jeez, game. That's good. And anyway, Rocket's coming over, saying a few things to a few of the boys. And he gets to me and he's looking down at the floor at me and I'm kinda I'm fine, like you know, I'm thinking I'm going alright. And he's like Listen here. I knew you were dumb, <laughs> but I didn't know you were this f- dumb. <laughs> Oh, and at the time, I shit myself, right? But um, looking what, back, what, what was it? What'd you do? I, like, I on the ground? I, oh, I don't know. I probably made. I don't. I, I don't remember. Yeah, probably nothing. He was probably just blaming everything on me. But um, yeah, I just remember he. I mean, he used to think I was dumb. But I think at that point, he thought I was even dumber than what I was. So that's that is so good. Can I actually tell a quick Rodney uh, Rocket Eat story? Yeah, let's go. So, my good friend Daniel Gorringe, who's one of my good mates from Carl. Guys, good man. Guys, great man. Um. This is this is hilarious. So basically, he was at the Gold Coast Suns with Rocket Ed. I think it was Rocket Ed's first year that he was at the club. He pretty much delisted him in round two. So he pretty much told him in round two, "You will never ever play for my team ever again." Jeez. In nice terms. Then, Goz obviously leaves Gold Coast, gets delisted at the end of the year, as as Rocket promised. Word, as promised, <laughs> comes to Carlton, hanging there for a couple of years. We're happy. Uh, two years later, gets delisted again. Signs with Bourne uh, in the Eastern League. Uh, Rocket ends up leaving the Gold Coast. Bourne don't have a coach. Guess who gets signed no. as Bourne's coach? No. Rocket East. <laughs> Goza. The one Poor bloke gosh. that delisted him in round two <laughs> is now his coach again three years later. Wow. Um, fair to say he signed out of that waiver pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, that's uh, quite a funny story for you. Do you like it? Mate, good story. <laughs> Um, then the Giants come knocking. Uh, they come knocking on the door. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, they knock pretty loud. They were keen. You're 21 years of age. They want you at the Giants. What were your memories of all of how that all played out? My memories of when it first played out was Paul Connors came around to my house in Altona North and uh, sat me down and he had a, like a massive sheet of paper that had every play that he's got on his books. I think there was like 105 players at the time, yeah. and he'd highlighted four players, and I was one of the names highlighted. So I didn't know what he was getting at. And he you said, know the other four? What? Uh, Dale Thomas was one of them. Wow. Um, I think Dane Beams maybe was yeah. another one. Yeah. I can't tell you the fourth. Um, it might have been. Was it me? Maybe you. Yeah, maybe. 
Actually, you know what? It was you. I think it was. It was. <laughs> anyway, and, he, and I said, what, why am I highlighting? He said, there's a new club coming in, the Giants, um, just like the Suns this year. Did they have a name, though, that time? Uh, or was it? I think maybe they, they just yeah. named them. Yeah. Even if he didn't say the Giants, he said, there's a new team coming into the comp, um, and these four players are who they're keen on. And I was one of them. So that was how it started. Um, and it was a pretty casual sort of catch-up. Um, and then as the weeks went on, um, the Giants showed more and more interest. And um, at the very start, I said to Paul, like, I want to stay at the Bulldogs. I'm happy here. I've got my family around me. Mm. I've got my own house here. Um, I was happy. I didn't want to go at all. And then, yeah, as you know, the more I thought about it, the more I realised that the opportunity was a good one. And in the end, I left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you, did you think you were always going to leave? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Um, Sorry, you sort of finished that pretty abruptly. I was <laughs> so reading the next question and I just didn't know what to say. Yeah, so, uh, no, normally, so the normally people talk with like commas and full stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to answer again? No, that's no. fine. That's great. No, no, to answer your question, uh, at the start I didn't think I'd leave and then it got to probably August of that season. Um, so pretty late in the year. Uh, it was probably yep. about around 16, 17-ish. Um, and that's probably when I really started thinking about maybe maybe I maybe I you know will go, and then I think it was probably around 21 where I fully decided yeah. uh, we didn't play finals that year. And then after round 22, I spoke to the team after our last game and mm. told them. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. And um, what were your memories sort of like the first couple of years coming up here? I know you said you sat down with them, they sort of promised a lot, showed you a lot of photos, but when you really got up here, there wasn't a whole lot set up yet. Yeah, to be honest, to the Giants' defence, they didn't really show me photos of the club or anything like yeah. that. It was all photos of Breakfast Point, and yeah. Breakfast Point's a beautiful it's suburb incredible. in in the west of Sydney, and, and that's where you live when you first come up to the Giants. And um, So that's what they showed me, the beautiful white picket fences, the beautiful oval in the middle, with the, you know, their own supermarket, a cafe, and things like that. And um, when I saw that, I was like, this is going to be great to, to live in. And, and it was. It was so good for my first year. Yeah. And my memories are that... Um, I mean, I come from a club of the dogs who had just done their rooms up probably two or three years before I got there. Um, and it was beautiful, you know, beautiful ice bars, nice big gym, you know, like an indoor oval, big oval. Uh, and we come to the Giants and they didn't, they didn't have that. We, we didn't have an oval. Um, we had to, we had to train, we, we had to train in all different, you know, various locations. You know, we had to drive to Rudy Hill out in Blacktown. We had to come back to the, you know, where we were based, which was, you know, we didn't get our own lockers. The change rooms, we didn't we didn't have that. We, we had yeah. to do ice baths in bins. We didn't have spas. We, Crazy. Yeah, we had a good gym. The gym was a good one. But other than that, we had nothing. We used to train on a, on, you know, on a baseball diamond. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, for me, I knew that it was a lot different. It didn't really feel like an AFL club. But for 80% of the group, which were all 18, 19-year-olds, even younger, um, that was normal. And um, I just remember there were no complaints back then and the guys were happy to be involved. And um, 
I, I still enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, like that first year was tough off uh, on field, but off field was a lot of fun. Um, off field, you know, it was guys got some tough tough losses and and whatnot. But around that 2015-16, things started to really grow and take shape. Um, 2016, you're a huge chance. Played so well all year. Um, great final series. You beat the Swans uh, at home. And then narrowly, uh, very narrowly went down to your old mob, the Dogs, at home again the week after, which was like one of the best games ever. Not that you can really remember that one because you got knocked out pretty heavily. What was that like for you at that stage? Like That final series and then going to play your old team to get into the grand final, was that tough? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't tough but I'd always played ordinary against against the dogs for some reason ever since yeah. I left my first five or six games has, has always been ordinary my dad tells me that all the time um, <laughs> so that part of it I was a little bit nervous for that but um, I guess as a footy club we were we were on a massive high and the, the, the season had been such a good one and we'd surprised a lot of people even probably ourselves a little bit in the final series and you know coming out against the Swans and smashing them in that first final was not a surprise but it was like we're actually good enough to go all the way. That was mm. probably that was probably you know the realization that we can actually we can do this. So we were full of confidence going to the dogs game and um, playing against the dogs. We played some really good footy, but um, at the same time we didn't play our best footy. Um, obviously, I, I was knocked out at the start of the second quarter, so I don't remember the whole second half. Yeah. But um, in the review that we had, the compliance to structure and things like that, we we were nowhere. Um, but um, Looking back now, you know, thirty years on, it was probably it's disappointment because I knew at the time we were good enough, yeah, um, and we just didn't quite get there. Yeah, it was huge. And then obviously, you beat the Swans. They go on to play in the grand final. The Dogs win as well. It was nearly like it could have, what could have been. But I suppose that's like what is now driving the group to get to that day. Yeah, you know that we're good enough. Well, that's the other thing as well. In two thousand sixteen, I I knew deep down, and I think we all knew deep down, the Swans would have hated to play us yeah. after we smashed them in the final, in yeah. the grand final. So we knew, like we we were thinking, if we, we can get over the dogs, like we're in a granny against the Swans, who will put up a fight, and they're a terrific footy club and a yeah. great team. But we knew that we're in a great spot here. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing, but it's it, 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 you know, I think it's definitely motivated me to play finals yeah. every single year and. Um, hasn't gone our way the last couple of years, but we're we're um, I still think we're in a very good spot. We have a great list, and I, I think we'll seriously challenge again. Um, moving on from that, on a lighter note, you are the first ever life member of the club. Second, second ever life member of the club. Nice research. I like it. Uh, Kevin Sheedy was the first ever life member. I'm the I'm the first ever playing life member of the club. Um, Sheed's the first ever life member. So um, yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's a huge honour. Uh, it's probably something that <laughs> at the time. First sorry, worst, I'm laughing because still the worst, second the best. Still, worst, the best. <laughs> it looks like you're gonna cry. <laughs> I've just been slammed over the last couple of weeks for getting my research wrong, and I just genuinely thought that was. Well, you were almost there. I mean, you, I was the first ever oh, playing yeah. life member. Seriously. Anyway, um, at the time, it was um, a huge honour, um, and something that I'm very, very proud of. Um, I remember when um, when I was at the Dogs, and I used to hear players who'd played 150 games um you know inducted into the you know into the life membership and um you know do their speech and things like that and i was like i'd love to be that guy yeah. and at the time the dogs but to, you know to do it at a club at, at the giants and the, you know a club that i love and have captain for so long it's um it's great no it's incredible mate and it's a credit to yourself thanks dylan 
So we move on to your personal life, mate. The beautiful Ruby. Uh, gee, she's a darling. Um, recently married in the off-season. Um, she was actually around my place on Friday night yeah, with, my, with my girlfriend. Okay, well, obviously, I for dinner. didn't know where that was uh, going then. No, sorry. Like... Sorry, I didn't mean that. She was over for dinner. We yeah. had a bit of a dinner at our place, Jeremy and his partner, Indy, and uh, she made an apple crumble. It was beautiful. Oh, um, she does make a good apple crumble. Yeah, she I'll does. Give her that. It, was, it was delectable. And, uh, yeah, we had a great night watching you run around. Um, how did you guys meet? Because you're childhood sweethearts. We are. We met in uh, in year nine. It was um, at school. It was at the front of the school hall. Mm. And she asked for my email. No, sorry. I asked for her email because what was it? back then it was back MSN then. chat. What was she it? still got the same one now. Just at hotmail.com. Boring. Boring. <laughs> what was it yours? Was mine. Uh, I've still got the same one too. What is it? It's uh, cal underscore. At hotmail.com. So it's shocking. Well, what was yours, Dill? My first one was footy underscore star oh, 2016. That is, <laughs> that is so good. I wish I had an email like that back My then. mate used to have one. It was Smitty underscore skate my life. <laughs> That's so good. Anyway, so yeah, MSN. we met at the school hall. <laughs> MSN chat. Um, used to do the old trick of appear offline, pop back online when I saw she was online. Yes, yes. Um, as you probably one. know that one. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, we were we were friends at first and then uh, dated in year 12 and then it didn't work out and then we stayed really close friends for the next few years and then started dating again um, a couple of years after school. So once you'd moved up here or when you were at Dog Still? Uh, it was pretty much when I was moving up to yeah. to the Giants, yeah. Yeah, nice. So she moved up straight away or did she stay uh, we, in we did long distance for a year, so yeah. she stayed there for a year and then she moved up here. So. Beautiful. And a um, little fun fact about Ruby, actually. I found this one out of the wedding. She used to come around to your house when you are at footy training and clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, from my dad's speech at my wedding. Um he actually he loves telling that story to that's whoever a, that's the best story. Ruby or myself. Um, it, I, it was, I think it was. I don't know what happened or what. I don't know. I, I can't remember the exact story, but that is actually one hundred percent true. She came around and I didn't know, and she cleaned my bedroom and she made it absolutely spotless and put all my washing out and did everything. So uh, that was back in I think it was about year ten, maybe eleven. So mm. wiped that. Yeah, why that? And that's what I thought at the time. That's what I did. And you did. And didn't we have a good night? Oh, didn't you have a good night? Oh, I Three votes, Steve Buckley. Uh, I don't get best on a lot, but uh, I can pretty much say I was easily best on oh, that guaranteed night. Guaranteed best um, on. I lost about four kilos in sweat. It was a hot night in Sydney. Um, no air cons. But the venue we were at, uh, Callan, I know you, you're a humble man. Uh, lucky I'm not. It was an incredible venue. Um, we were on the harbour. We were pretty much 20 metres away from the Opera House, 50 metres away from the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Uh, we were there. The last function that was held at this venue, believe it or not, was when Barack Obama was in town. So the Keddy Wards, uh, they, don't, they don't muck around. How true that is about Barack, I'm I don't running, know, because I'm I, I heard it on the night and I was yeah. like, that's the first I've heard of it, but I'm running with it. It's good. I like it. Uh, it was a beautiful venue. Ruby and I actually went to that venue about four years ago for an event. Um, it was a tag watch event, and I remember saying to Ruby at the time, when we get married, this is where I want to get married. Like, it was just beautiful. Um, so that's what we did. Yeah, and you did, and it was great. Um, mate, there's a funny story of you getting lost whilst babysat. Can you please fill in the blanks for me? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, I'd love to know who shared this information with you. Um, but, yeah, I can. It was um, – so I was being babysat, and – 
Um, I'd I'd been lost for I think it was between three and four hours. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember the I don't remember what happened because I, this was when I was a, I was young I was like five or six or something. But I've been told this story numerous times and um, my babysitters put out a search party so I called my parents and um, everybody they knew and said that that I, I'm lost. Um, so the search party was on and. Um, they couldn't find me anywhere. They walk in the streets. They went down to like the local, like my primary school. They went, they went everywhere, and they couldn't find me. And yeah, it was about four hours later. There I was. Um, I don't know whether I was sleeping or just chilling in 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 their dog's kennel in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like I've always I've always loved dogs ever since I was a young kid. And I don't know whether that's why I was in there or what you I was do doing. Love dogs. But um, I was in the dog's kennel, so it's quite funny. <laughs> that's actually incredible. Um, and on dog kennels, on dogs, should I say, we both have a passion for dogs. We both love dogs. We frequently do the uh, Bondi to Bronte, walk together there with Matty Buntine, um, my Frenchie or Staffy, his Burmese mountain dog. It's a good crew. Uh, obviously, Charlie is a beautiful puppet. She's had her... Puppet. <laughs> she's had her injuries over the years. Yeah. She's had... She's... You know what? As you know with a dog, a dog is a man's best friend it and is. Charlie is literally my best friend. She's yeah. a legend of a dog, but um, she's extremely high maintenance. Yes. She's cost me an absolute fortune. No pet insurance? No pet insurance. <laughs> if I could go back to when I was 19 and got her, I would get pet insurance. Um, but she's had she's had some troubles over the years. She's, um, she's torn both ACLs now. She did one about five weeks ago. Wow. Um, and she's torn a quad once <laughs> and she's torn a hammy twice. Um, and on top of that she's had a lot of skin infections which has cost me an absolute fortune as well um but you know what i love her she's yeah. such a good dog i oh, know she is she's a beautiful dog she's one of those dogs when when i come around and you're playing fifa and i just sit on the couch and enjoy myself she just nestles up and we just have a real good time together oh yeah she's like that with absolutely everyone so not just i don't know if she is though <laughs> I don't know if she is, Cal. I think she, I think she sees something uh, in me. I think she sees something in me that uh, we have a bit of a connection, um, which is good. We love each other, mate. You're a family man. You love your mum. You love your sisters. You love your dad, obviously as well. But special connection there with your, with your mum and your sisters. Which Michaela, uh, she used to play with Essendon, but she's not playing there anymore. Michaela's having a run around in the VFL. Um, what, are, what, what advice do you give her on a frequent basis? Michaela, Michaela's like always been very sporty, um, very, very athletic, and she played netball all throughout, and she was a gun um, shooter. Yes. She was just like, used to come out and just catch Jukes. the ball. She was strong. She was Jukes. like a big full forward in footy. Yeah. So when the opportunity came to play footy, um, she jumped out because she's always loved footy. Um, and I always said to her, you, you'd be a good power forward. Like, you're, you're strong, yeah. for, you know. And um, anyway, she started playing footy, did, did really well. And I spoke to Al McConnell, the Giants coach, last year, and I mm-hmm. said, my sister Michaela's playing footy. Like, I reckon you should look at her. So he looked at some highlights package and said, yeah, I like what I see. Can I have a chat to her? And, and you know, we'll meet and see if it's, you know, doable. So they had a meeting about it, you know, went through some highlights. Um, and in the end, it didn't work out because Michaela's got um, some injuries that she's, she's, she's dealt with over the last year or so, two years probably. Um, and at the moment, she's dealing with a hip issue that um, I've been trying to help her with, trying yes. to tell her that you know the right things to do to strengthen up the hip and all this sort of stuff. Because she goes back and she can't get through a session. Or back in the day, it was calf and stuff. But um, so the advice that I've been giving her is strengthen the areas, strengthen the hip, and you will expect to go better. Because at the moment, she can't train. So yeah. 
Well, hopefully she gets it right and she can uh, come and play here at the Giants. Uh, Elmore Connell, obviously, running a tight ship up there. The girls had their first win on the weekend, which was great down at Morwell. And that's the thing. I can see her fitting out well there in the Giants forward line with Cora Storen and Yvonne Bonner. Um, some real X Factor down there. Mate, I would love nothing more for my sister Michaela to play for the Giants one day. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to get an L's here. Um, I'm going to get Michaela extremely fit. I'm going to get her hit yes, good. good. I'm going to train her up and she's going to play for the Giants next year. Good. You get her here first. Good. And, um, yeah, I look forward to that. So do I. She, we have a good relationship with Michaela whenever we hang out, obviously at family functions, but she does scare me a little bit sometimes. Is that uh, fair to say? When she drinks, yeah, she gets, she can get, she can get aggressive. I feel like she just wants to bash me. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, she's very, um, she's very passionate. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think, um, I think she, she, tar- she targets like, you. Yeah, you know, I think she just wants to get me and shake me and just say, "Hard." <laughs> I think it's just because you're such a friendly guy. Yeah. You've such a friendly face. you got a nice smile. And I yeah. say all the time, you've yeah. the most beautiful yeah. smile. You do say that. And not only the Giants, <laughs> but in the AFL, you, you have a beautiful smile. Thank and you. I think Michaela sees it and she just thinks, I've got to shake this smile out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Woody, mate. It's been fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, obviously, absolute champion of the game. Western Bulldogs, GWS Giants. Still on your way to uh, bigger things. I know you are. Um, Ruby, thank you for letting him come on. It's been fantastic. Charlie, I know you're listening at home. Thank you very much. And, mate, thank you again for coming on. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to be part of your show. Good luck in the future. If you need any more tips on how to improve this podcast, speak to me. I will. Don't forget about me this time, but I'm here to help. So all the best. Thank you, mate. And thank you for finally coming on. Guys, remember to be yourself because everyone else is taken. Cheers. Yeah, it was. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.